welcome to the Gridiron Show. Will and Ollie for the last time in the regular season in 2018 in the studio where one of us is to break down the final stretch of games. I'm so sad. I don't want it to be over, Willie, but it will be over. And we will have our seedings. We'll go through all the games that matter. We won't even really talk about all the other ones. This is the Gridiron Show. Welcome to the Gridiron Show. Uh, what? Why are you laughing? Uh, just, just, I love you, Ollie. Oh, thanks, buddy. We didn't do the clap at the beginning. Do you want to do it now? Uh, yeah, let's do it now just to make sure. <laughs> yeah, okay. One, two, three. Brilliant there work, mate. Go. Brilliant work. We will now be in sync. Synchronised. Uh, it's a really weird week 17 in terms of the playoff clinching scenarios because what you essentially have is a situation where in the NFC, it's all pretty simple. Uh, the The Rams and Bears can still swap position if the Rams lose and the Bears win. Uh, the Cowboys are already locked into the fourth seed. The Seahawks and Vikings could swap if the Seahawks lose and the Vikings win. But should the Vikings lose against the Bears, the Eagles can eke their way in. So easy. So simple. In the AFC, it's utterly ludicrous. The Chiefs alone could finish anywhere from the first to the fifth seed today, uh, at the end of Sunday even. Uh, There's no team uh, from six... Well, the fourth and sixth seed, both teams aren't even guaranteed to be in. The Texans, Chargers, Patriots and Chiefs are obviously all in, based on record, but could essentially finish anywhere. It's all over the shop. And it's going to make it very difficult to explain. And so what I think we should do is just predict what's going to happen in the games and then not worry too much about who's going to end up where. Reflect on that next week. We could do like a a live playoff predictor. Does that work? Maybe maybe we should have figured that out beforehand. Um, uh, Playoff. I mean, I did. I I, I literally was doing it last week as we were doing the. uh, Yeah, but so it does. It does. uh, It does. You can do it. Oh, yeah, playoff machine, simulate matchup and scenarios. Go on it, yeah, um, ESPN. All right, cool. So we'll do that as we go along. Um, we'll figure out who we've got where. Cool. Easy. All right. Yeah, all right. Great. Easy. Uh, Ollie, have you had a lovely Christmas week? Oh, great Christmas. Great Christmas. I, um, I worked a lot. Amazingly, I worked a lot, but also had Christmas Day and Boxing Day off. Wow, so, well done, buddy. Yeah. Well, I say had it off. Of course, you and I spent um, Christmas morning together. We did the Christmas show together. <laughs> Obviously. Wasn't it weird, uh, but actually ever so slightly lovely, waking up Christmas morning, having not having done a show that we pre-recorded, but not actually obviously been doing the show live, but wake up to lots of messages of people saying lovely things about you on Christmas morning, just being like, hi guys, really enjoying the show this morning, uh, getting me through like my last night shift of the year and stuff like that. And it was just like, ah, oh, it's nice it to was, know people. It was really sweet. Yeah, we're, it was we're enjoying really sweet. it. Hel- laughed through the morning, stuff like that. I was like, oh, this is nice. I had a good time with you, buddy. It was a good show. I, I enjoyed it. We could do more things like that. Oh, wait a sec. We do that all the time. Literally, week in, week out, for these wonderful people listening to yeah. our show right now. Yeah, thanks, guys. Happy Christmas to everyone out there. 
A happy, happy, jolly Christmas. Uh, I hope everyone had a lovely time. Have you got New Year's plans? I think I'm working here. It talks sport. Yeah. Why? I don't know. I need to double check. I've, I, I'm, I stuffed it up. I, st- I messed it up. Did you have a nice Christmas? I mean, I went up to York. I'd, actually, I drove in the fog w- on Christmas Eve, which was really scary. I'd never really driven in fog that bad before. So for four hours, well, really, three three hours from Pe- Peterborough to York, it was driving in fog, which wasn't nice. But I got there in the end. And then we had pulled pork for, for Christmas lunch, um, champagne, slow gin, that rhubarb oh. cider, uh, what else did we have? We didn't we didn't have a proper Christmas pudding, but we had Christmas cake, and I brought Christmas ca- Christmas cake in. Um, I don't like icing off Christmas cake, but I like everything else. How about this? Go on. This is something that Jed Mills revealed to me live on Talksport on Boxing Day night slash the twenty seventh morning. What do you think Northerners have with their Christmas cake? Um, this isn't just all Northerners, but from what I understood from the text and tweet reaction, it was only people in the North saying that they do this. Something ludicrous like custard. A slab of cheese. What? They have cheese with their Christmas cake. What? A, apparently a Wensleydale is particularly nice, but a nice mature cheddar will also do. Just a slice of cheese on top of your slice of Christmas cake, bang it in. That is mental. So, yeah, I want to know from podcast listeners... Do any of you do this, or is it just the weirdos that listen to me and Jed overnight? So, my niece, who's from France <coughs> slash Norfolk, she had some cream with her Christmas cake, and the Christmas cake was cold, and the cream was cold, which I'm was all a that. bit, which was all a bit weird. I'm but, fine with that. Willie, I brought back two slabs of Christmas cake. We could try the Wensleydale cheddar scenario. We could try that in real life. Live on TalkSport, New Year's Eve morning. We should do that. Whilst broadcasting Titans Colts. Yep, 100%. Don't worry about the. Don't worry about around the the NFL in the um in the halftime. See, don't worry about our halftime roundup where we we go through all of the games. Let's just try Christmas cake with a slab of cheese. Uh, it's going to be a taste sensation or a disaster. Either way, it'll be funny to listen to. Right, Glorious. let's uh, let's slap our way through the games then, shall we, Ollie? Slap uh, our way. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's let's slap our way through the games. I would like to start in the AFC. First, please, Willie. Okay, we're not going to pay attention to time windows and stuff here. We're just going to talk about the games that are relevant, aren't we? Yeah. Brilliant. Perfect. I want to start off talking about Cleveland in Baltimore to face the Ravens. Obviously, the clinching scenario here for the Ravens is win and in. And if they um, if they lose and the Steelers win, then the Steelers are in. That's the real simple way of doing it. Technically, the Browns still can get in, I think. But I, no, I just, they're done. No, no, they the are, done. are done. No, they are Browns done after done. last week. I was, thought, I was like, if both lose and the Browns, no, it doesn't work anymore. They, they needed more people to lose last week, so that's fine. Okay, I'm all right with that. That makes life way easier to think about. Now, I saw Robert Klemko tweet this, and this is a fascinating fact regarding... Uh, the reason I want to talk about this first is I think the Baker Mayfield against the, uh, against the Ravens' defensive matchup is the one I'm most intrigued about watching this weekend. Um, it, QBs with five years of experience or less against the Ravens this season 
have just a 54% completion rate, 6.3 yard average, and a 69.1 rating. The way that that Ravens defense with their zone blitzes, their intricate designs on the line, they're so good at disguises, they're so good at disguising both blitzes and coverage, that it has really thrown younger, less experienced quarterbacks this season. My one kind of takeaway from watching Baker Mayfield the last two weeks has been just how well he reads the field, just how well he works his way through his progressions, doesn't panic, manipulates the pocket. Like he does the things. It's been an impressive rookie season regardless, but sometimes you see an impressive rookie season and it's based on, you know, like Lamar Jackson has done some brilliant things, but they are not necessarily career sustainable things the running game will people figure it out running out passing out of run designs all that stuff that necessarily work long term as we've seen from other quarterbacks in the past baker mayfield is doing things which a quarterback with five to ten years experience would be doing and so i'm i'm really intrigued to see how he reacts to that ravens defense i see it's a great point and what we've seen from mayfield over the last two or three games as you said not only is he, you know, you said the reading of the field, but he's getting all his receivers involved. And Joker scored a touchdown last week. Jarvis Landry is still a playmaker, but we're also seeing more from Rashad Higgins, who a guy who hasn't really lit up the NFL much at all, is starting to make some really big catches, really big plays when it really matters. And Antonio Callaway there as well. When you've got also Nick Chubb in the backfield, who is running... Chubby! Chubby! Chubster! Chubinho, uh, he's running as as better, oh. as good as anyone really, or uh, any rookie at the moment, and you could you could argue almost anyone. He's just having a really good game, a really good end to the season. Sorry, the the Cleveland Browns offense is it, it, kind of funky, and let's see how not just Baker Mayfield but the rest of them react going up against that that staunch. Ravens defense with with everything that they've got going on the different looks and the 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 leaders in the linebacking core and some interesting pieces up front it's uh, that you're right intriguing matchup beautiful stuff well i i still fancy that the Ravens defense are going to be a little bit too much for Cleveland in Baltimore i love the idea of Cleveland in fact i do i love the idea of it here's my kind of my feelings on these matchups this weekend is that I think the Steelers will provide us with more entertainment in the playoffs. I'm sorry, Ravens fans, but whilst I like your style of football, you tend to force teams into playing the same style of football as you, and you don't necessarily get as entertaining games. And then I want Mike Tomlin to be fired, so I want the Steelers out of the playoffs, and that's the only way I see that ever happening, even if that means that will happen. And then I want to see the Browns get a winning season, so then I flip back to the Browns winning. And I'm so, like... But then if the Browns win, does Greg Williams stay? And is he really the right long-term option? He's been perfect for galvanising the team at a tough time. But is he really someone who can work with a squad and develop them over time and will keep people on side? I really don't know. So I'm really torn about how I feel about this AFC North race. And I think I'm just going to try and sit back and enjoy it without thinking too much about what it means after Sunday. Yeah, don't worry about the implications. Just enjoy what's happening on the field and just revel it drink it in enjoy it willie i will who I will, have you got who have you got in this i'm taking got the ravens okay uh yeah. let me find it on my playoff yeah ravens i'm taking the ravens as well um, uh, the, 
Next up, Bengals at Steelers, also in the same window, 9.25. Steelers, of course, will make the playoffs. They have to get past the Bengals and then have either the Browns beat the Baltimore Ravens or or they do still get in. You could still see the Ravens and the Steelers in the playoffs if the Colts and the Titans tie. No one wants that. No one wants that. I don't that know. I don't, I don't know if I... We're at TalkSport until 6am. I don't want that. I don't know if I don't want that. I kind of... What I would love is for the Steelers and the Ravens to both win and then for our game to go to overtime. Even if it doesn't end in a tie, it would just add that little extra bit of intrigue. I think it'd be fascinating. Yeah. I'd be brilliant. So... Like, come on, we'd have fun with it, at least. We w- oh, Of course we'd have fun with it. We'd have a great time. We always do. So, I mean, I'm taking the Steelers straight up in this. I, even though they've had some some terrible performances as of late, I think they will close out the Bengals. But the Bengals have struggled in the latter half of the season. But then I looked at their performances over the last month. And, yeah, OK, they beat the Patriots. And they beat the Patriots well. And they beat the Patriots with a really good defensive plan. But the Broncos, they were tied or leading in the fourth quarter. The Chargers, they were tied or leading in the fourth quarter. The Raiders, they were tied or leading in the fourth quarter. The Saints, they were tied or leading in the fourth quarter. You put away one of those teams, then your clinching scenario today is much easier. You put away two of them and you're already in the playoffs. So they are their inability to win games that where they're leading in the fourth quarter it has just been nothing short of farcical in the last couple of months. And so... Um, I'm more like, yeah, they'll definitely beat the Bengals. Don't worry about it. But why should I be that confident about the Steelers? They're 14 and a half points favourites. And I think (laughs) regardless of how bad the Bengals are, I think that's a bit of a stretch because it could mean or it could be that the, the say for instance the Ravens go up and news filters back to the Steelers and the Ravens go up big. The news filters back to the Steelers that the Ravens are not going to lose that game. We could see the Steelers almost implode, and and the Bengals come back and and cover the spread. Not, I mean, they're not going to win, but they could come back and cover the spread. But the the great thing about this last week seventeen is that there are the rivalries involved, and they leave. A, and I get why the NFL do that. They leave the rivalries there so that you don't get teams tanking against other teams from different divisions where it doesn't matter. So the the Rave, the Browns. They're going to play Baker Mayfield. They're not going to rest anyone because they want they want to upset uh, upset the apple cart. And I love all of that. So, look, I, I think the Steelers will win, but I don't think they'll cover the fourteen and a half point spread okay, unless so, the Ravens win. Uh, unless so, the Ravens lose. So at the moment, we're taking the Steelers and the Ravens to win, and that way the Ravens are in. Dependent on what happens in the later game, the Steelers could still get in if it's a tie. The Colts going to uh, to Indi- Indianapolis. Uh, the Colts play in Indianapolis. The Colts going to Tennessee, <laughs> uh, the Nissan Stadium in Nashville, uh, to play the Tennessee Titans. And I look at this game and I know that they are two teams on very similar records with, uh, you know... <laughs> Similar records, similarly, both have real deficiencies in their games as well as real strengths. But I do fear for the Titans. Sounds like we're going to get Marcus Mariota, but how healthy a Marcus Mariota are we going to actually get? Then you've got to consider that Mariota's only had 11 touchdowns this season compared to Andrew Luck's 36. So is he even that great a option anyway? 
The way, area I think this is going to be most easily won, though, is in the trenches. Because for the Titans, you're losing Jarrell Casey. He's out this week. And on the other side of the ball, you've got the Colts with the brilliant linebacker Darius Leonard, with the big men up front, the eighth-ranked rush defence in the NFL. I just think they're going to absolutely load the box and stop Derrick Henry. And if they can do that, they might walk to this one. This might not even be tight. Oh, this is going to be tight, Willie. I really think it's going to be tight. Marcus Mariota, um, he was limited practice Friday. Limited Thursday, did not practice Wednesday. But the, the, the key one there is limited practice Friday. He's been less. He's been uh, registered as question, questionable by the Tennessee Titans. Um, I, you're right. It, it, I, it's going to be a barnstormer, regardless of mm-hmm. the quality on or the potential lack of quality all over the field. To, to be fair, to be fair, what I will say is I would have said that they would have cakewalked to the Giants last week as well. And the Giants put up a really good game and they only ended up winning by the single point thanks to the late drive. So that's, you know, if I'm going to find a way to say it will be tight, I'm going to say that the Colts haven't really been trouncing teams, but I just, I think it's set up for them. You know, Andrew Luck is 10-0 and against the Titans. That is mental. And okay. no, no player has ever gone 11-0 and against a team. It's never happened before. Let me read to you, and you know how I love an injury report. Let me read to you the the Friday injury report for the Colts. And I'm just reading to you the did not practices. Anthony Costanzo, the tackle. Um, Clayton Gethers, the safety. I've left. Oh, he's, been, he's been good this year. Nate Harrison, the cornerback. T.Y. Hilton, with an ankle, hasn't practiced all week. Dontrell Inman, oh no, he practiced. Ryan Kelly, the centre, he's out. He's out of the game. That's a that's a potential problem. They really build the run game off Ryan Kelly, so that is a Darius, problem. Darius Leonard did not practice on Friday. Jabal Shed, Jabal Shed, him. Just, did just not practice. Him. Not worried about it. Jabal Shard Shed. Um, He's uh, his uh, his the reasons why he did not the, practice. Man, the man of a thousand pronunciations. Apparently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shed, sheared, shard, sheared. Uh, did not practice because teeth slash knee. <laughs> which is I've never seen teeth listed on an injury report before, which is incredible. <laughs> okay, that does put some that does put a spanner in my proverbial works. I really liked this quote from Frank Reich, though. One of the things I mentioned to the team today is I said, hey, guys, this is a playoff game. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. We've been in that mode since we were one and five. So that's to our advantage. We've been playing this kind of football. We've been having this kind of mentality. We were forced into it by our start. That was a bad thing. But the good thing that comes out of it is we had to embrace that mindset and take hold of that mindset. I think they're going to be mentally prepared to go into Tennessee and whoop up on the Titans. And I think the Colts are going to the playoffs. I love Andrew Luck. I love the Indianapolis Colts. I even love Eric Ebron and what he's been doing for me for my fantasy teams this year. I really like what Marlon Mack does. I like how much they've been balling in defence. Darius Leonard et al. But I'm taking the Tennessee Titans. Andrew Luck with a banged up offence last week. And it was banged up last week as well. Went eight for eight for 45 yards, three first downs and two touchdowns in the red zone last week. 
It, in, by comparison, Marcus Mariota has been dreadful in the red zone this season. We saw it in London. We've seen it time and time again. There's no way that I am backing the Titans to win this. I'm taking the Colts. I think Mariota goes out of the game early. Gabbert comes in. I think Gabbert gives puts, them a better chance to win. I think Gabbert Nick Foles-esque a... performance and wins the game for the Titans. In their home stadium, under the lights, noisy, full house, that's it. That's what's going to happen, I think. Uh, the Chiefs take the take on the Raiders at Arrowhead this weekend. Uh, the Raiders with basically nothing on the line at four and eleven, maybe a, a worse draft pick if they win. Uh, but the Chiefs, they still need that victory to seal that number one seed. Oh, can you imagine if they lost to the Raiders to let the <laughs> Patriots into the one seed? Yeah, just yeah. horrible. Horrible, horrible thing to think about. The Chiefs, the concern here is that the Chiefs have um, had a really rough last few weeks. They've gone from being 9-1 and one to being 11-4. and four. So it's for those maths bods out there, they've gone 2-3 and three over the last few weeks with the losses to the Seahawks, to the Chargers and to the Rams. Um, I can't see them losing against the Raiders, but it's just not the kind of form I want to see a team that I like carrying into the playoffs. I'm taking the Chiefs. But I do have some concern about what their defense will do in the playoffs after the after the bye week. Well, I think they need that bye week, and obviously they've got it. But I, hey, you bye. Got, they they don't have it quite yet. I don't think. But um, no, they do have it. Whatever they need the bye week to <laughs> to figure stuff out. On they don't defense. have it. They don't have it. By the way, well, they need it. <laughs> the Chargers could still win that division. Chargers could still win it. Yeah. Okay, you're right. They need the bye week um, to figure out the defense, get a little healthier. But I, I think they're going to get it because the Raiders are a terrible football team, terribly coached. I'll take the Kansas City Chiefs all day long. 99 times out of 100, I would take the Chiefs against the Raiders. Whereas the Chargers going to the Broncos, we, we saw them lose this game once already this season. Uh, this is They could be... A wild card, the number five seed, as we're expecting. They could shoot up all the way to the number one seed. They could take the number two seed, in theory. If the Chiefs lose, they win, and the Patriots win, I think. But uh, it's it's very much up in the air, and that means they're going to go out and play their starters. But if you're the Chargers and you go to Denver and you, you play all your starters and you go out there and you, and you take it to them, but then you look up at your scoreboard and you see the Chiefs are three scores ahead against the Raiders in the third quarter... You start pulling people, right? 100% you do, yeah. Yeah, because you want to keep your guys... We get to see Geno Smith. We get to see... Yeah. uh, Watt in at fullback. We get to see... It's going to be... It'll be... uh, I'm trying to think... I can't think who their really clear backups are. But the main thing is we'll get to see some Geno Smith. Against (laughs) a real fierce Broncos pass rush. And that's what we all want. We want... um, We want that... That uh, Broncos defense to smash Gino. No, we don't want that. We love Gino. No, we don't. I don't know. I don't. I never know anymore. Von Miller <laughs> and Bradley Chubb have combined for twenty six and a half sacks. That is the one area that I would be concerned about them. Uh, Eckler looks like he's going to be back after two games with a neck injury, and I think they will get him in and they'll play him because he's useful out of the backfield and they want to get him ready for the playoffs. I'm going to take the Chargers, but with the caveat that. I could see the Broncos winning it late because we see all the Chargers second teamers because they know they're in the fifth seed with what's happening for the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm taking Chargers. 
Now, the Texans haven't even clinched the division title yet. They've already got their playoff berth confirmed with their 10 wins, but they could lose to the Jags in Houston this weekend and actually end up out of the uh, out of the by situation out of the home field situation because they could be leapfrogged by the winner of the late game. So it's fascinating to look at how this is going to play out. The Jags played well last week and have played well the last couple of weeks. Mainly defensively, they have really stepped up to the plate. But who trusts Blake Bortles coming back in against that Houston Texans pass rush? I think the Texans are going to be a one-and-done playoff team, but I'd be amazed if they uh, if they can't shut down Bortles this uh, this Sunday. Yeah, but the Jags tend to do weird stuff against inter intra division teams. Um, the Texans could jump from, depending on what happens in New England, the second seed to the sixth seed with a win <laughs> against a win or a, a defeat against the Jags. That is mental. Uh, yep, that is crazy. Look, I think they'll. In the end, they'll beat the Jags, but I think it's going to be close. Bortles have got a lot to prove. I think the Jags have got a lot to prove. It depends whether they're going to be playing for Doug Marone or not and whether they think Doug Marone is going to get the continue to keep his job. Uh, I'll take the wouldn't Texans. It be, wouldn't it be great if, if the Texans lose on Sunday whilst it takes away from us the... Does it take away? No. Right, so if the Texans... Here we go. If the Texans lose on Sunday and the Steelers and Ravens both win then not only do we have a game where the winner gets a playoff place the winner also gets the playoff place and a home field because they'll win the division but if they tie then the Texans win the division and the Steelers make it into the playoffs and neither of them go to the playoffs this is brilliant I I really want overtime in our game because I think it could really end up being like an absolute slugfest it could be hilarious it'll be amazing you're right it would be incredible um, but obviously you know I'm taking the Texans No I'm taking the Texans That's madness not to take to the Texans uh, Is that the AFC turn? No we no. still got to talk about New England In uh, New York To take Oh no they're, they're at home Oh they're at home to take on the Jets I misread that Yeah they're, they're, they're playing in Foxborough They're going to win If the Jets win New England fall to 10-6 and six And the fourth seed As it stands in my playoff calculations Mm-hmm. Um, if the if the uh, Patriots win, what happens? They jump to the second seed. Interesting, 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 interesting. Is it interesting? Yeah, I think it is interesting. Why are you being like this? I because I, I just think the Jets haven't got a shot to, this weekend. The Patriots no. knowing that they need to win, knowing that winning gives them the bye, knowing that, that this is a game that Bill Belichick will take incredibly seriously. Uh, I think that they will, uh, they'll stroll to a victory over the Jets, I'm afraid. I have New England winning this game, um, and I don't think it'll even be close. <laughs> I think they'll smash oh. it. So, yeah, have you got who you've got playoff prediction wise I think we actually so, we've picked the same teams to win each one of these I've I know got, you picked the Colts 
I've got KC and New England in the first and second seed. I then have the wildcard games as Los Angeles at Baltimore and Indianapolis in Houston. Indianapolis will go and win in Houston. Uh, Baltimore will probably beat the Chargers based on what we saw a few weeks ago. And that will set us up with the Ravens. No, it won't. It'll set us up with the Ravens going to New England face the Patriots and the Colts going to Kansas City to face the Chiefs. I absolutely mean this when I say it. I wouldn't be that stunned if that's the playoff picture if we ended up with an AFC title game of Indianapolis in Baltimore facing the Ravens. The Colts Bowl. (laughs) It really would be. Colts Derby, brilliant. Yeah, I have the same as you, but Tennessee going to Houston and... Why are you ruining the idea of the Colts Bowl? I know, I'm sorry. I want the Why Colts do you hate Bowl. the Colts Bowl? I don't hate the Colts Bowl. I love the Colts Bowl. Buddy. But then the Titans going to, going to Houston probably lose that game. And then Houston go to to New England instead of the Ravens. The Ravens, I think, will win in New England. We need that to happen. Come on. Let's... let's. Well, you want me uh, to change my pick? Anyone but so the that Pats. We can... Anyone but the Pats. <laughs> <laughs> so you want me to change my pick just so that you get what you want? Uh, yeah. Do you know what? I'm going tie. <laughs> <laughs> what happens if you do go tie based on our scenario? Uh, based on the scenario, Pittsburgh go into the sixth seed and go to Houston. Amazing. Absolutely But if Houston amazing. lose to the Jags... No, it's exactly the same. <laughs> 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 you were so ready to, but if you no wait, it's the, oh, the yeah, tide. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, okay. Let's talk about the NFC side of things. Uh, the the key, the big one, is what will happen with the sixth seed. Philadelphia Eagles heading into Washington. Uh, this is obviously the, the battle for that final seed. Is all down to Minnesota face the Bears in Minnesota. Philadelphia go to Washington. If Philly win, Minnesota lose. Philly are, or lose or tie, then Philly are in. Minnesota win, they're in, plain and simple. Uh, I think we should probably start off with how do you think the Bears will approach that game in Minnesota? Because the Bears still have that shot at the two seed. Uh, we're going to see them go there and go for the win, aren't we? I think we will see them go there and go for the win for two particular reasons. One, there is that two seed scenario, an option. But two, we see them knock out the Minnesota Vikings and then they would have to take on the sixth seed if they end up in the third seed or they get who the will be who, who would will end be up being Philadelphia the Vikings no <laughs> no no but that's the point if they lose they would end up facing the Vikings a week after after losing to them uh, yes in their own building admittedly exactly but I think that they would be more heavily favoured against the Eagles than they would be against the Vikings. I think they give themselves an easier first week of the playoff games and give themselves a shot at the two seed with a win. So similarly, I, I think similarly to what we were saying about the uh, on the AFC side, I think if the Bears look and see that the Rams are you know three, four touchdowns up on the 49ers in the third quarter, then we might start to see some uh, some sprinkling in of the likes of Chase Daniel. Uh, et al but whilst they've still got a shot at that two seed I think they're going to go hard after the Vikings I 100% agree and I think I think that defence is way way too good it's massively on a roll I think they'll win in Minnesota I think this is going to be a painfully low scoring game 
Because I think the Minnesota Vikings defense is good as well. And you know how I feel about Mitchell Trubisky. They can be really good against the run. And if they can stop Jordan Howard, who had 113 yards last week, I think it was, um, then suddenly you've forced Trubisky to make throws, forced Matt Nagy to do interesting designs with the offense. I probably st- I fancy the Bears still to win, but I just think you've got two really good defences and two offences who haven't lived up to billing this season. Whether it's been the Bears, because with Nagy, you thought that Trubisky could take on a, uh, a Jared Goff-like second season transformation. Instead, they've been good enough, but not great. Uh, whereas the Vikings... As we know, behind, behind not being able to run the ball properly. I mean, Dalvin Cook has been fantastic in the yeah. last few weeks. And maybe they ride him and maybe that makes the difference for them. I think this is a really tough game to call. I really do. I'm going to take the Bears to go and win. But take the foot off the gas late. Let the Vikings in. Could happen. It could happen. I've got the Bears. I think the Bears will win. It'll be close. Although... Although the, the Vikings, when they needed to do it last year against the Saints, they came up trumps, didn't they? But it, they it needed that last that last ditch touchdown from Stefan Diggs. But is, there, gonna, is there any, sorry, um, yeah, I, go on. I think Come actually on. Mitch Trubisky's been playing pretty well the last couple of weeks. Make a pick. No, he hasn't. Make a pick. He has. He played well against Green Bay and he played well against San Francisco. I'm taking the Bears. He did not play well. Last week, Played all right. he had he had good stats last week, and in the second half had amazing stats last week because he became absolute ultimate check down Charlie, twenty five of twenty nine for two hundred and forty six yards. But there was so many of the just dump offs into the backfield. It was they literally stripped back that offense to the very bare minimum. They went, 49ers aren't going to score here, so let's just make this offense as base level as possible. And uh, I think he was, like, schematically, he didn't do any. They didn't do anything to excite. And I looked at it and I just went, bored. Do you know what? I'm changing my pick. Going Vikings. You've, oh, after we go. you've told me that, I've gone Vikings. I'm taking the Bears still. I think the Eagles win in Washington. I don't even want to talk that much about that game. No. But yeah, I'm. Uh, so, 49ers go to Los Angeles to face the Rams. The Rams 12 and 3. Similar kind of situation. Uh, the, the Rams can. Uh, they'll be focused on keeping that number two seed, obviously. But the. Uh, similarly, they've, they've talked about playing the starters. I would be amazed if we didn't see lots of CJ Anderson and not a huge amount of Todd Gurley in this game. Well, given how well Anderson run, 167 yards of 20 carries last week, given how well he run last week, it, it's got to be the CJ Anderson and just let's just rest Todd Gurley. Give him an extra week just to just to recharge his batteries, get fully healthy. Because I know they'll potentially they'll have the bye as well. But then you attack the playoffs as best you can with your best team and as healthy as they can be. You've got to play CJ Anderson, maybe even from the off tomorrow. Without Cooper Cup, those kind of trip receiver sets that they tend to play really haven't worked anywhere near as well as we'd seen uh, previously. And what we saw last week from the Rams, they'd taken a real knock going into last weekend's game and with those losses that they'd had as being a team who had become a little bit one-dimensional and considering on offense how good they are, they looked one-dimensional against the Bears, they looked one-dimensional against the Eagles, and they actually looked one-dimensional against the Lions in a game that they won. They Their tendency is to play very simple, 
in terms of personnel. Mix the formations, play lots of stack receivers, but they like to have three receivers out there at all times, three receiver sets as much as they can, which means they play one tight end, one running back, what's called 11 personnel. Mm. What we saw last week was a huge upturn in snap count for Gerald Everett. And so you had Everett and Higby in, meaning they're playing 12 personnel, one running back, two tight ends. And then they ran the ball brilliantly against the Cardinals. And I think this might be the team that they are now. I think they might be a running team for the rest of the playoffs. CJ Jansen had the 167 yards, but John Kelly added another 40 on the ground. They had a bunch of other guys, uh, Brandon Cooks, Gerald Everett, Robert Woods, all had various interesting run schemes. They use jet sweep a lot more. I think they're going to be a, a, a run-heavy team, and that suits that suits this game perfectly. I think they're just going to grind out the 49ers. They're not going to need to do anything spectacular, and I think that they win this handily uh, to take the two seed. Yeah, I agree. I, I can't disagree with any of that. I like some of what the 49ers have done. Nick Mullins has is, is looked really good, and it's been a real surprise. But the Rams are just too strong across the board. So with that all in mind, we've essentially got Seattle in Dallas to beat the Cowboys in week one of the playoffs, Philadelphia or Minnesota, depending on who we've picked, going to Chicago to face the Bears. I've got Philly, you've got Minnesota. And then the the one and two seed as being New Orleans and Los Angeles. Uh, I think that's probably the most predictable outcome this weekend. And the NFC is pretty predictable. It'd be fat. <laughs> The Rams had to go out and go through in the first round, didn't get that by. The Saints already look like the best team in the NFC, but oh, that would really make me fancy the Saints. Mm. The Saints would have to take on, well, the Saints take on winner of Seattle, Dallas. I I trust them against both of those teams. Step too far for that Seattle team. It's been They've been really good, but it's a step too far to yeah. them to go and win in New Orleans, I think. Yeah, I, I, I think the Saints are going to win the NFC, but there we go. We'll, we'll have some excitement, I'm sure, in the playoffs as well. Should we rattle through the few games that uh, that we don't that don't have real playoff implications? Some of them have playoff teams in them, but not real uh, playoff implications. Starting off with the Atlanta Falcons in Tampa Bay to face the beat the Buccaneers or face the Buccaneers. They beat the Buccaneers back in week six, 34 to 29. Um, Tampa Bay, I think they've, they've looked amazing in the fourth quarter. In recent weeks, Jameis Winston, 13 for 15, 108 yards and a touchdown in the fourth quarter last week. Garbage time galore. I know the Falcons have turned a bit of a corner for me recently. They're still not a great team, but I think they're good enough to go and win in Tampa Bay. I've got the Bucks to win this. All right. There you go. Any reasoning or just... I think... Just, I think, just got the well, Bucks. It's the home team, the classic Ollie Hunter, Hunter switcheroo. But um, <laughs> I think the Bucks. At home last day, they'll they'll sling it about a lot, and I don't trust that Atlanta defense enough. So bucks for me. Uh, Miami four and one against division rivals this week. Go into but this year go into Buffalo to face the Bills. Um, the uh, last week the Dolphins offense just completely fell off a cliff after the first drive. First drive they had four first downs against the Jags. Do you know how many they had for the rest of the game? Four. Another four. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> so I, I would say that the Bills' defense is set up really nicely to stop the Dolphins. Dolphins seven and nine, Bills six and ten, and we get another bang average year out of the AFC East. Disband it. Honestly, 
I think <laughs> uh, disband it. I think we need to. We need something needs to be done about the AFC East. The NFL needs to look at what's going on there because it's a, an absolute shambles. So, I don't know how we do it. I don't know how we switch it. Switch some things around. Maybe the rivalries aren't as big in the AFC South as they are in the AFC East, as, as they are in the North or the West. Let's let's see if we can mix those teams up because it's an absolute disgrace. Panthers at Saints. Look, I'm going to pick the Saints, even though if there's any team who are out there looking like they're going to rest some starters, I think it's probably New Orleans. Because they've got the bye, I would say you don't want to... I would say you treat this almost like the third the third preseason game, the one where you play your starters the most. And you roll out the starters for the first couple of quarters and then just to make sure that they still keep their kind of game sharpness and then you roll out the uh, the, the, the backups in the second half. I'm going to take the Saints, but I wouldn't be that shocked to see the Panthers go in there and get a win just because they're facing a, you know, a Saints team that have um, pulled back, shall we say. Well, Teddy Bridgewater is officially announced to be starting the game. Oh, great. So we get to see some Teddy. Oh, this makes this game really watchable. We get, see, we get to see some Teddy. We get to see some Taysom Hill, probably throwing a load more passes than he normally would, not so as not to upset Drew Brees too much. Um, I Do you know what? I, I really want to watch this game because I think it'll be really fun. And I'm going to take the Saints, and I'm going to take two touchdowns each for Bridgewater and Taysom Hill through the air. Why not? Hashtag bold prediction. Oh. What? Uh, big, big Teddy. I'm all for. I'm all about Big Teddy. Yeah, Teddy. This is uh, Teddy being put in the shop window, ready to go and get a first round pick out of some chumps like Jacksonville next season. The Dallas Cowboys head to New York to face the Giants. The Giants are massive five and a half point favorites in this one because Dallas they can't get above uh, Chicago. They can't lose the division. They're already set in the fourth seed. So what? What, what are you worried about? Basically. What, what what were we even thinking? The, I would yeah, just say, I think Dallas. They said they said this two years ago. They had a very similar scenario where I think they were going to play the Eagles in Week 17, and it was an Eagles team that were already out of the playoffs. Dallas had already sealed the division. It was Tony Romo's very last similar game. situation. It was Tony Romo's last game. They said they were going to play the starters. Zeke Elliott didn't have a single snap in that game. I think Dallas go there rest a lot of players and the Giants sneak one over their division rivals to just end the season in the most Giants fashion possible, getting a worse pick and uh, doing it <laughs> against a team of, of second strings. Yeah, I 100% agree that's going to happen. Giants to win. Uh, and then the Seahawks will beat the Cardinals because the Seahawks will play hard even though they've got nothing really to play for in terms of positioning, etc. Seahawks will beat the Cardinals because the Cardinals are a dreadful football team coached woefully. Um... It's going to be Larry Fitzgerald's last game. Will we see another touchdown through the air from him? Will we see him on defense? <laughs> I reckon we might even see him on defense at some point. Uh, it will be all about Larry Watch this game, but I've got the Seahawks to win. Ollie, the two bills has just started on uh, on ESPN HD. Uh, you didn't come and watch this with me and uh, me and Sherry, but the Bill Parcells, Bill Belichick sat down interview if there's a way of watching this on catch up on bt sport espn or whatever it's absolutely phenomenal well worth a watch just a it's little just throw started in now there. has it literally just started i've started recording it right, good thanks i'm going to record it using my device started started at 12 30 have i missed it's on for an hour and a, on for an hour and a half have i missed much in the in the first three minutes 
No, just setup. Fine. Just fine. Just some setup for who the two men are. So, uh, yeah, well, well worth a watch. We'll talk about it next week. Uh, we'll be back for a Black Monday show because there'll be lots of head coach firings. Let's just make a quick prediction. Who do we think is gone this weekend? Whoa, 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 whoa! There's one game that you've missed. Oh, is there? Yes. Go on. Green Bay hosting Detroit. <laughs> I didn't even open that one. <laughs> green, green, green Bay. Green Bay. Win. Win. There we go. Moving on. <laughs> uh, yeah. Should we? Um, uh, do we want to see? Uh, talk about Black Monday. Talk about which coaches we think will be fired. Just very quickly. Yeah, let's do that. Um, I think Doug Marone gets fired. Yeah, I think that's probably a good shout. Um, uh, Vance Jovis so gets gets fired. Uh, I think Todd Bowles goes from the Jets. Yeah, Todd Bowles goes, yeah. Um, who else could go? I don't think Gruden will go, the the, the Washington Gruden, because they'll understand that the defi- the injuries have been dreadful, and despite the amount of injuries, they still managed to record seven wins. So I think he gets another year. So we're saying I think Joseph goes, Bowles goes, I think Steve Wilkes goes in Arizona, yep. which is... Harsh on him based on what he's had to work with this season, but it just hasn't worked. Obviously, I mean, Philbert in Green Bay and Greg Williams in Cleveland. I, Greg Williams has a ch- has an outside chance at that job. But Joe Philbin won't get the Green it's Bay okay, job. It's okay, buddy. Uh, Dirk Cutter in Tampa Bay. He's got to go. I think he's got to go he's as well. He's got to go. Uh, other than, does Ron Rivera, Rivera go? Did Marvin Lewis go? we both came up with one each at the same time I don't think Ron Rivera does go but I think he should be in some consideration to go it wouldn't shock me if he did I think Marvin Lewis goes and they hire Hugh Jackson I hope Marvin Lewis goes (laughs) that's not what I hope happens but I do hope Marvin Lewis goes Mike Brown is not the kind of person to make that kind of decision but I do think he goes I think there are some other people Tomlin if they don't make the playoffs Adam Gase is an outside possibility as well Um, their recent slight resurgence if they hadn't started the season 3-0 then we would have been absolutely right about the Dolphins this year they have been the most up and down team in the NFL I uh, I think Gase should go. I think there are some people who are great coordinators and not great mm. head coaches, and I think Gase very much falls into that realm. But Gus I wouldn't Bradley, be that surprised to see them going standard. Yeah, exactly. Does Pat Shermer go? Right, should... No, I they don't I think Shepard stays. Okay, fine. Uh, right, let's... Uh, let's Ollie, have you got any final yeah, thoughts first and foremost? Number one pick goes to uh, Arizona. Arizona. I think then 49ers, because of tiebreakers, are next then the New York Jets, and then I can't work it out between the Giants and, and, the, and the Lions. Oh, no, then there's Oakland as well. There's Oakland as well. But um, I think it, Arizona, then 49ers. All right. Hooray. The number two overall pick. Where is a choice. A You'll probably get Ed, Ed Oliver, probably, I think, won't you? Yeah, it's not something we necessarily need, but there we go. Well, isn't he a, a, a I think, Bosa type, rushing the passer? I think... He's less edge, isn't he? I thought it was more... Do you know what? Let's not get into this now because we're going to get into this later. We're we're getting far too... uh, We're getting bogged down. We need to go. We need to speak to Waza from redzone.bet. Join us on TalkSport on Sunday night where we'll break down all of the early implications and, of course, we'll bring you the Colts-Titans game. We'll be on from midnight on TalkSport. Ollie, have you got any final thoughts before we get the redzone.bet stuff? No, I want to know the redzone.bet stuff. 
Brilliant. Let's give Waza a call. All right, time to get the latest action on the week 17 fixtures with our friends at redzone.bet. The very best odds on the NFL. If you don't believe us, then just check the prices. Uh, Waza, I understand you've just had a full body massage in preparation of, uh, of our chat. Yes, I've uh, been um, away for a little weekend break. Well, weekend break with, um, it's only Saturday, with uh, Mrs. Red Zone, yes. And although I was rather disappointed that my full body massage didn't come from a lovely young lady, but came from a man called Antoine. But there we go. We'll move on from there, Will. <laughs> I'm sure Antoine was very skilled. I don't know why you yeah, have a problem very, with Antoine, Warren. But... Very skilled, but it wasn't quite uh, what I was imagining uh, at the at the hotel spa we were staying at, but all very good. So, uh, Right, the um, this weekend's games. Now, I, I'm wondering, because I know you prepped for the TV games, Warren, the TV yep. game on Sky appears to have changed. Originally, they had listed that they were going to be doing Panthers at Saints, but now it's got listed they're doing Jags at Texans. Which game That's have right, you prepared yeah. for in the six o'clock window? Uh, I've prepared uh, for the Jags at Texans game. Perfect. I apologise to anyone who's watched my video talking about the TV games, because when I recorded that on Thursday, they said they were doing Panthers Saints. <laughs> um, so, Jacksonville Jaguars in Houston to face the Texans. Uh, the Houston still Houston still haven't clinched the AFC South. How do you guys fancy this one? Yeah, well, the line here is six and a half. Um, Texans are six and a half point favourites. The over-under is 40. Um, Texans need to win. <laughs> you know, if the Colts win and the Texans don't, they could find themselves as the sixth seed and um, playing away from home. So, um, you know, they need to take this game seriously. Bortles back for the Jags. Um, and, you know, and perhaps, he could, you know, the, the pass defense of Houston's been declining a little bit. Um, getting Lamar Miller back is going to help the Texans as the Watson's been taking far too many hits, um, dropping back into to pass recently. But um, Ramsey's going to be on Hopkins and that's going to be a, an interesting matchup. So, you know, who else is going to make the, the play for the Texans um, if, if he can't find a little bit of separation? I actually fancy the Jag, Jags, Jags, the Jags, um, plus 6.5 here. Um, I think the pressure's all on the Texans. Bortles coming back. Yes, he can always be Bortles, but he can also be good Bortles every now and then when there's no pressure. So I'm going to go for the Jacksonville Jaguars plus 6.5 points with the pressure getting to the Houston Texans. Probably get it over the line but don't cover the spread. I think it's a really interesting shout on Ramsey being over uh, over Nuke Hopkins. Didn't really, I hadn't thought about that in our preview, so now we've said it on the betting bit, it sounds like we're more intelligent. Uh, I, I like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm big on everything you've said there. Uh, in the next window, this is a game with a huge amount on the line. The Chicago Bears could still nick the second seed. The Vikings need to win to be in the playoffs. It's in Minnesota, which may prove to be uh, vital to this one. Yeah, it's a five-point line. Vikings are five-point favourites, and the over-under is 40-and-a-half. Um, I think the, the line's too high, to be quite honest with you. Uh, yes, the Vikings have played well in the last two weeks, but, you know, they couldn't do anything against Seattle uh, about, was that, three weeks ago, and suddenly they're expected to go and put up 20 points plus on this Bears defence. Uh, Bears have got the chance, chance to either host the Vikings or the Eagles next week, and who are you rather play? You're going to rather play the Vikings. So, you know... Really? The Vikings... Yeah, I think so. I, you know, I, I, I think that, um, you know, you, you, the, the Eagles have got a little bit more momentum and a little bit more um, 
Uh, 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 I've lost my train of thought here. Can we pick Dynamism. Up? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, let's, let's go from the top of the game again because um, uh, I've just got to work out there. Who would they play? Hang on. So they beat the Vikings. If, they, if, they, if the Vikings win, they play the Vikings. If the Eagles win... If the, if the if they win and the Eagles win, they play the Eagles or maybe even make the second seed. Yeah, yeah, okay, right. So, so there's still there's still something for them to play for. All right, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't. Yeah. If they if they wrong. lose, it, basically, if they lose, they essentially are guaranteed that they'll play the Vikings next week. Yeah. If they win, then they might play the Vikings if the Eagles lose. They might play the Eagles if the Eagles win, and they might even end up in the second seed and have a bye. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. Let's, let's, let's have a go. Let's pick that up. Sorry, Will. Okay. Next up on the TV games in the evening kickoffs, and this one has a lot on the line. The Bears could still grab the second seed. The Vikings still uh, need to win to get into the playoffs. Uh, how do you fancy this one? Well, the line is five points, and the over-under is 40 and a half. Um, I think the line is too high on the Vikings here. Um, yes, they've been playing well, but it was only a couple of weeks ago they went to Seattle and uh, could could barely score any points till the last two minutes of the game, um, and they're expected to put up 20 points on this on this Bears defense. And you know the Bears they still got something to play for, you know. So they could find themselves squeaking into the second seed if if um, things go differently. And I just don't think that you know they've said that they're going to start their start their starters. Uh, and and I think again Kirk Cousins and and um, and the Vikings are a team that don't handle pressure all that well. So um, I, I would be um, going for the Bears plus five or even perhaps the under. Let's um, see the under, they're 40 and a half. Now, I'm not going to go the under, that's too low for me. So I'm going to be going on the Chicago Bears plus five. I think you've set the line suitably low there because I do think this will be a low-scoring game with two good defences and two misfiring offences. I'm considering the under even at that very low line, uh, but you are right. It's it's a tough one to call. And then we get to the evening game. Now, there's almost no point in talking about playoff implications with this one in terms of where the seeding could happen because actually one of these teams could still get the bye if everything falls their way. They could still clinch the division if the Texans lose. But let's focus on the fact that basically for the Colts at the Titans, it's win and in. If you win this game, you have a shot. Yeah, I think this is a, look, this is a great game and why it's been moved to the, the last game. You know, it's because it's, it's, a, it's a win and you're in, isn't it? Um, uh, the line's three and a half points. Um, Tennessee Titans are three and a half point underdogs. Um, the over-under is 43 and a half. Um, there's two big injuries uh, in this game that could decide how it's played out. Firstly, you've got Tennessee. They're going to be without Jarrell Cassie, which is going to hurt their run defense uh, and, and, and pass rush. But the Colts are going to be without their center, Ryan Kelly. Uh, and so, you know, they're sort of a little bit offsetting. I, I think the Colts are going to pull out the win. Um, the three and a half points is a little scary from a betting point of view. I prefer three, but I still think if you if the, the Colts have got so much momentum and on offense they are they're able to score points, uh, big points, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. So minus three and a half points, fifty one to fifty. I think Andrew Luck gets it done, um, and I think he's a better all round footballer uh, than Mariota at this stage in their development. As Frank Reich put it. They've been playing playoff football since week seven when they were one and five. 
they are set up to win this game and I think they do. Yeah, absolutely agree. Warren, brilliant stuff. We'll chat when we get into the playoffs. Uh, are you guys doing anything uh, like sacking markets or anything like that for Black Monday? Uh, not for Black Monday. We've had a, we've had a market up for a uh, considerable amount of time now on who will be the next Green Bay Packers coach. We were the first uh, to, to get that up online. I think a few other firms have followed us now. I think the boys will have a look tonight uh, about Black Sunday, but until you know the results, um, there'll be something up. But I, I can, I'm the wrong person to ask for that one, Will, because that's, <laughs> that's, really, that's the clever boys I, that do that. I think the point is keep an eye on redzone.bet because there's going to be a lot of openings coming up and that leaves a lot of potential new markets and a lot of places to, to get involved. Uh, as always, full terms and conditions at redzone.bet. Uh, it is over 18s only. Please gamble responsibly. Was I have a cracking weekend? Ramble Daily, where we'll be covering all of your horse needs. And there's more. Every day during the Cheltenham Festival, Betway are giving you the chance to win £50,000 in the free-to-play for-to-win game. Head to betway.com to play now. Up next, more horses. Horse, horse, horse. Horse, horse, horse. Horse, horse, horse. Full terms apply. 18 plus only. BeGambleAware.org.